little girls. This seems to say. But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm crazy? Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And... The film we're going to talk about today is a film that I suggested to Mick to watch out of fun. I didn't (laughs) expect we were going to do a podcast on it. And as when I say fun, it's because it's hilariously bad. So well, what you said to me was, um, you when I said you came back from it and were jaw dropping still after it about how bad you thought it was and quoting it at finale and saying when I said, oh, I must go and see it. You said, oh, you'd love to go and see it with me. Yeah, and, and then I, you didn't take me because you decided to go to Navin. Because it was his last day. Oh, and watch something weekend. else. Well, I was following your orders. Go and see this film. With me. Okay, I'm sorry. Because I have a feeling I know why you wanted to see it with me. And this is why. Oh, yeah! As soon as that came up in the film, I said, ah, yes. But it came up in, <laughs> came in, twice. in, in Korean, yeah. I think. <laughs> when it came it. up, I was like, oh, John. And then I was I was jumping and singing it in English. I was like, oh, Mickey, you're so funny. I was like, stop, please. And then the kids behind us, because it's a 12, it's a rated 12 film. 12 years, yeah. yeah. Um, John knew it was like, he's like, oh, this is basically a kid's film, but just a little bit violent for the older kids. The twelve-year-old and the kids behind me. Everyone's like, "Oh, Mickey, yes, bye." <laughs> so they knew it as well. <laughs> a song that's thirty years old at this stage or something, and it's still popular. Yes, because of you. Yeah, it's all about me. We're keeping it alive because of you to slag you. Please stop. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> die so the death. film that we were—I haven't mentioned what it is. It's the Mag. Do we not mention? No, it? I haven't mentioned the the name. It's the Mag. So. Um, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, we, this could be very quick. Yeah. No, I, I, you see, we had seen everything in the cinema. That, uh, that was the reason why we went, because it was either that or Mamma Mia. And we went in and I was like, I, I, John really wanted to see it. And I was like, mm, okay, it's a shark film. I'll give it a, tr- a chance because I haven't seen a good shark film since Jaws. And I don't think anyone has. Yeah. And... Oh no! Actually, there was one, but it wasn't about the shark. It was about it's Bethany Hamilton, the surfer, who oh, lost her arm oh, right. surfing because of a shark, and that okay. was a good film. Um, but that was it. So this, this, I was, I didn't have my, I didn't have great expectations, so I wasn't <laughs> they, disappointed. <laughs> yes, I wasn't. You had very low expectations and never ro- rose that high. <laughs> so yeah, what did you think? Well, I had to, I had to log, particularly after what you said, and I said, I'm actually going to enjoy this on that basis. Oh, it's going you to be were, so yeah. bad. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just going to be watching this. This is crap. And hoping it'd be a so bad, it's good film. But also as well, a couple of days before we see it, um, my cousin Shannon O'Connor was down from Watford and she'd been to see it. We're just passing poster and I mentioned it. She said, oh, she'd been to see it with a bunch of her friends and they'd been really looking forward to it, anticipating it. 
And I said, so what did you think? She said, oh, she thought it was OK. Said apparently she just didn't like the end. Now, I'd agree with her, except I'd add beginning and middle to that as well. Because yeah. <laughs> I just thought, I mean, I, I enjoyed it on the basis of what you're saying. That was, yeah. went in, this is nonsense. And I like um, Jason Stratum. That's how you pronounce him, isn't it? Um, yeah, he's Norm- hot. OK, that's not my consideration. But he, I think he's, he's, he's tongue in cheek. He doesn't take himself seriously in a lot of these films. Yeah. And he has well, to he re- likes doing these kind of films oh, anyway. Yeah. So it's his, it's his thing. And he's been in so, good yeah. films in, yeah. in the past, <laughs> distant past at this <laughs> stage. But he's like, he's spouting all the cliches. He does them really convincingly. But you just know this is crap. Like, particularly when yeah. he's there. First of all, he's a washed up drunk. Yeah, he looks it. Yeah. Like he looks derelict to death. And then he's muscle bound and strong and everything as soon as he's called on. But he's there when oh, no, they come. A shower solved that. Oh, yeah. Did you not? Was, yeah, <laughs> of course, he went to the shower and everything was fine because yeah. then he gets out of that hair shirt or whatever yeah. he's wearing. But there he's talking to them and he's saying, he says, he's handing in the beer and he says, You're going to try and tell me I need to do this and I'm going to say no. You're going to tell me lives are depending on this and I'm going to say no. And he goes through all yeah. this and then they say, Your ex wife is down there. And he paused for thought. And then it's his ex-wife who he barely acknowledges yeah. and then she's forgotten about practically for the rest of yeah! the film. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And, then, and then the rest of it, like, that was one of the things I found funny because then the Asian girl. Yeah, that he they, does they kind of, they, Yeah, they kind of fall in love. And that's okay with the ex-wife? For oh, the she's encouraging film? it. Yeah, and I'm like, this is weird. Well. This is weird. <laughs> it can happen. Like, I, mean, I would say... This is like they're clearly copying or lifting wholesale from other films. Like that's from The Abyss. Okay. The Abyss. I haven't seen The Abyss. The Abyss is it's like it's underwater. Nothing to do with sharks. It's aliens and so on. But it's all underwater. And it's Ed Harris and his ex-wife Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio have to work together as scientists again. They hate each other. Of course, they come together at the end and all this. And that's what I thought this was clearly going to go. But no, very early on, he's hitting on the Asian girl. That's it. Oh no, I don't know what the ex-wife's going to think about. Oh, I'm all for it. <laughs> and so is the Asian girl's daughter, who's the matchmaker between yeah. them. It was just so... It was cringe. It was, it was cringy because she says, my mommy likes you. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of crap. It was all cliche after cliche. It, you felt they were sending themselves up. Yeah. But they weren't. Yeah. They actually believed, they were sincere. The writers were sincere in this. Oh, this is a great idea. No, it's not. Yeah, no, I the, the little girl really annoyed me. Yeah. Because she was like the smart... Even when she fell in the water with your man. Like, oh, we don't care. We're going to give spoilers here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're planning to go and see the Meg. Don't. Don't, but. yeah. Um, when she falls in the water with uh, the black guy, which I forgot his name. I don't know anyone No, from I don't the remember cast. anyone other than Jason um, Like, I, he's recognisable. His face, you can... I know that he's been in other movies, um, yeah. but I just can't remember his name. And he, he fell in the water with her, and he's the panicky guy. Oh, yeah. Who thinks this is all a bad idea? And you're kind of like, then what are you doing on a plant in the middle of the, of the ocean? Yeah, dangerous like, yeah. location. Yeah, no, clearly, if something ever happened, even if the, I don't know, there was a an earthquake and the whole building falls into the water. Obviously, it's dangerous. So you're already risking yourself living in the middle of the sea. <laughs> okay. So don't don't be. Uh, anyway, 
There are plenty of major flaws with the film without you digging deep enough to find something like an earthquake in the middle of the ocean as might be a problem. <laughs> no, but this is what I mean. Like, these are things you take into, I would take into consideration. Right. <laughs> when you're buying a house, are there any earthquakes here? Just yeah, when I'm, yeah, when never I'm buying be too sure. When I'm buying a house in the middle of the sea. In Kiltirna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this an earthquake area? <laughs> Whatever. What about tornadoes? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of twisters. No, they're the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, when they fall in the water, the girl is the together one and he's like freaking out and she like oh, yeah. calms him down. I was like, oh, almost like the, the scene you described in airplane when they hit. She <laughs> <laughs> calmed yeah. down. Oh, yeah. So, well, okay. And then the fat guy as well, the big guy. Who is oh the, yeah, oh, that's it. It's like, like the comic this, relief yeah, kind of guy, the cliche characters oh, and yeah. so on. Like I mean, he was there in Titanic as well. Like was he? Same, I no, didn't it's know. not the same actor, but it's the same character. Oh, he looks okay. exactly like him, and it's like he's the computer nerd. Yeah. On top of everything else, it's oh, there was best friends there. with the other guy who died. Who died? Yeah. yeah. They ate our friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he ate the shit that yeah. he was in. Like it just happened to be eaten as well. I was actually kind of expecting at the end when they killed the the Meg that they'd opened and everyone would just come out of the belly of the. It's probably in the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, it did slice the open the belly yeah. anyway. I thought when he sliced open that something was going to come out. Yeah, but he said everything went in. <laughs> this whole thing. Um. What was, that? what was the line that you were quoting to me before I saw the film? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty it, sure it, I know it, but it, it was It was something it. along the lines of, um, it's not about who you leave behind. It's, it's about who you rescue It's something. who you save or something. Yeah. And it's her accent that was really, like, I don't mind accents or anything if you have them. But hers, <laughs> no, but hers just didn't go with her character. She right. had a lot of difficult words and, and you know, the, the these philosophical lines. You couldn't take her seriously. Well, I couldn't take anyone seriously. Oh, yeah, you couldn't film. take the film seriously. But no, that line, yeah, I do remember that because it's a nonsense line. Yeah. Like, it's it's not a matter of who you leave behind, it's who you save. Well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And then he says it again. He says, I remembered what you said. It's not who you leave yeah. behind. Says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just like, but no, it, it does matter who you leave behind. It does. <laughs> Why would you completely forget about who you left behind? And just say, no, that doesn't matter. I saved this guy. That's more important. <laughs> no. It's like going up to check out a shop and said, I bought six pack of beer. It's not all the other cans I left behind. It's the one I'm buying now. <laughs> it's the one That's I'm what taking. matters. Oh, Mick, we have to make a film with that line. <laughs> it just has that every time, is it? It's not what you leave behind. It's what you... Obvious, of course. Oh, it was... Yeah, but even that, like another time in it where all the cliches were in there, but you just feel I was looking at the audience, why are you not laughing at this? The audience, and it was fairly full. When yeah, I, went to see it. I know. Well, it's a big film. And, well, and, and and as we were getting out, I heard a couple say, Well, that was a good, wasn't it? I was like, No, <laughs> fucking general well, audiences. I, yeah, no, I can understand. Like, these films are designed for people on a Friday night. Like it's Friday night. This is when all the boxes come. Yeah, it's a summer film where people go like even on. I think it's more of a Sunday night film. You know the way it's you're you're on your vacation, not vacation, but you're like you're on your holidays, not abroad, but I mean here it's summer vacation or whatever. Not by the sea, hopefully. (laughs) And uh, let's go to the cinema and watch a good film or that kind of. Let's watch an action-packed film. That's probably what you would go. Yeah. To see, and I'm just like oh. 
I miss Dunkirk. <laughs> well, this I mean, but Dunkirk is not Friday night entertainment. Like this is the sort of film that me. well, it is to you, but that's the thing. It's just this is the sort of film that people go. They just want entire escapism. They just want yeah, the trails, and there yeah, is plenty true. of them. It's all like they're not going to sit down and watch Battleship Potemkin because I do remember there was apparently one American critic who was in Russia when that was released. He said, "Is this what you go and see in your Saturday nights?" <laughs> and it's just struck you. Yeah, imagine <laughs> like, you're not a Chaplin film entertainment. It's a Battleship Potemkin, brother. We must join together hard. No, like, it's not for that audience. But if so, it's it serves its purpose. It is yeah. entertaining enough. The effects are okay. They're bland. It's forgettable. You forgot. I kind of really purpose. liked the shark. Like, no, leave it alone. It's trying to survive. It's hungry. Oh, okay. let it be. Don't attack it. Although I have to say, the scene at the beach wasn't that predictable. Where it just oh, hundreds the shark. of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, ah, oh, okay. Oh, and yeah. then the little fat cat, the the chubby kid, and just the last minute, he saved or something. No, yeah, no. Last minute, like the the shark was going towards him, and then last minute, the the ship with the with the researchers or whatever emitted a whale sound or something under the water oh, and he yeah. oh, he was, his teeth were just at him or yeah. something like that. yeah I remember that and then he turned and you're like but, but that's the thing like this when, I think when he's faced with food I don't think he'll turn for anything if you're bringing realism and logic into a film about a 50 foot shark or something like that prehistoric shark that has come from the core of the earth or something like that <laughs> and it's called a megalodon yeah. and, and, which I thought was really funny because it sounds like some kind of evil villain from Power Rangers or something <laughs> Transformers it, it or will whatever. Be. They will bring it. <laughs> I, could just, I could just imagine when they said the megalodon because it sounds kind of futuristic yeah. and technology. That you could just imagine someone going the megalodon, and then this beast just comes out and goes, <laughs> and they just go and just destroys the city. That's what I imagine. Okay. Some sound effects there for you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we have them on record because we can use them for some of our future yeah, projects. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I will well, charge. Welcome, if to, welcome, welcome to ourselves. It's our future projects. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Nothing else to say about this. Oh, and Pippin, the dog. Yeah. Wasn't that? Oh, that scene actually annoyed me. I have to say that it, I, I was actually hoping. You wanted that, a dog eaten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dog does come out. Oh, yeah. It survives. Yeah, because he comes out of the fucking stomach of the of the shark. And continues to oh, swim. Oh, I didn't realise he came out the stomach of the shark. Did you not remember that? That at some point... I just remember they had him later on f- swimming away or something like that yeah. safely. I didn't realise. But they, I think they killed the shark. And then the 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 dog comes out. And some, I can't remember, but the dog, he is eaten. And then he comes out <laughs> and survives. That's what I was annoyed at as well. I was like, no. <laughs> he, he wouldn't be able to breathe. It's underwater. Yeah. The the shark isn't protected. Like the shark swallows Not water. Sure. Well, he but he might have swallowed air as well. There might have been a big ball of oxygen. Bear, bear in mind, he swallowed one of the ships or one of the submersibles, and there was probably oxygen in that. And the dog made its way into that and kept there until he knew someone was going to rescue him. You should contact them for Meg yeah. too. Yeah, that's probably the, pro- the <laughs> that's the director's cut again. <laughs> you will just see the dog paddling its way up to this submersible in the belly of the shark. That's what happened. 
I'm sure. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I just, as soon as the dog appears, well, he's going to survive. He's a cute little doggy. Yeah. There's no way. Was, oh, don't know if that's put in to add a bit more tension as well. Oh, yeah. Because then it's the, it's the whole but music it and it then does. he's just going really slow and you can see the fin coming like yeah. so quickly. So it takes like, all oh. the boxes for people who want yeah. this sort of entertainment. Yeah. So it's Mrs. Kids. Brown's Boys for Shark fans. <laughs> Great comparison. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, okay. So what is your score? Um, oh, one star. I will actually give it a seven because I had fun. No, I had fun. I had fun. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> I had, I give it, I think I actually, when I wrote it down, was one and a half, but it's just one, because I've forgotten about it. Yeah, it's I think a week. I'll give it a six or something and not a yeah. seven. Seven is Because seven. I mean, to give it any sort of higher is to almost recommend it and I do not recommend it. Well, so. no, I don't unless you want a good laugh. The same thing as The Room. You wouldn't recommend yeah. it in the way of oh, this is a good film to watch. Yeah, but I mean... No, this is a funny film to watch to make fun of and have yeah. fun. Like, me and Felipe, when we go to films, me and him, we just slag everything. And ruin it for everyone else in the audience. No, no. Yes, you do. <laughs> You're making noise and talking. This is silly, this, this, this is shite. So can you imagine people doing that to an artist when we're all talking foreign? have to respect audiences for different genres oh but they're stupid oh <laughs> god I'm joking I'm joking I am joking I watch the same films as you guys that makes me just as stupid there we go <laughs> that's my apology that's the most you're gonna get out of me okay so now we're going well we go to our challenges then yep put the meg behind us <laughs> yeah with challenges that are complete because my challenge was to watch um uh adaptation of a classic yeah. so to go from the meg <laughs> to, to yeah. brideshead revisited which is what i watched brides what brideshead revisited okay i've never heard well it's mentioned a few times in m's um, what's skin what's the name of the skin deep skin deep what's the skin did deep you read about? it oh yeah i've just finished it Okay, but I want to talk to you about, about that. that. But um, there's references to Brideshead Revisited in that. That's what inspired me to it because Brideshead Revisited was a TV series in 1982. It's a novel that was written in the 30s and it was a major ITV adaptation. It was the biggest thing on television at the time because it was the most expensive television program ever made. This was seen as it was 13, 11 or 13 episodes, one hour episodes. They only knew about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Oh, this this was no. It's even beyond Game of Thrones at the time, because also at the time in nineteen eighty one, video recorders first came out. So everyone was buying them to record it, because they were going to keep this forever. This was the most classic thing ever on television, the TV series, and it was just it was a royal wedding of the time. It was a massive thing, and then it was a film adaptation of it a couple of years ago. Now I'd seen the TV series when it came out, well when it was repeated in Channel Four in eighty two, and I loved it. But it's and I read the book at some point, and the book is actually very short. So the TV series is every line of the book. It's the whole book. There's nothing left out. It's all put up there in that 13 episode thing. But they probably develop it as well. Well, no, I mean, it, it works, but it, it's no, I mean, it's not just reading it out. I mean, it is. How basically, big is the book? Doesn't say it's short enough. It's about 300 pages, maybe 250. But it's like it's they don't pad mm -hmm. it out. It's not like The Hobbit where they go way out overboard. No, this is like it is. It's concise. It's certainly the book. But at the, there's a lot happening in the book. It's an, it's a saga. It covers about 15 years. So I saying, and knowing what happens in the, the TV series and in the book, I said, how are they going to condense it all into one two hour film? And yeah. um, because it's not just one story, it's a number of stories developing. It's about relationships between people. And what they do is they've just 
as I expect, they've just taken one of the stories and made that the main one. And it's a minor part of the actual book and film that I can remember. Yeah. And um, it's a love story, of course. And but it was still good. But you're just so it's just this is just condensed. It's just so an element of the point. The point of the book is about relationships between family and class and everything like this and the culture of the time. And they've just jettisoned all that to have this simple love story. It's basically Charles Ryder is a student at Oxford. He becomes best friends with Sebastian Flight, who's a major character in the book and the TV series. And is a, a very small supporting role in this because Sebastian has a sister um, I've forgotten her name. It's not Cordelia. That's the other sister. But anyway, and Charles falls in love with her. And that is the last two episodes of the original TV series. And in the TV series, he falls in love with her long after most of the events of the book. He just meets her after she's got married and so on. And she's divorced. And he meets her on a boat and they're talking about their old times and they have an affair and then it falls apart. But this film is all about that. And it moves it back to as soon as she as he meets her, they fall in love. But she has to marry someone. And it's just it's a different story. OK. And so, so what struck me better was it's not a faithful adaptation because they've just changed it very much. They've taken all the elements and just moved them around and therefore made something different. And But it looks stunning like I'd love to have seen it in the cinema because this, it creates the 30s and the 40s and the 20s very very well it really looks spot on and it's interesting because I didn't realise it was 10 years old all the actors in it have now gone on a lot of them have gone on to other things so you um, say gone on to die or something no I don't think anyone's dead from it now come to think I'm just trying to think was there no I think they're all still alive okay so I enjoyed Brightside Revisited back to the point um after but talking about 10 minutes of it. So, <laughs> we'll move swiftly on to your challenge. Yeah. I've forgotten completely what it was. Which was just to watch a German film because we haven't oh, yeah. reviewed a German film yet. So, I had a few options. Um, but it's very, it was very hard to find. Like, they okay. kept saying that, they, like, they gave me a list of the ones that were on Netflix. But it was the American Netflix. So, I couldn't oh, find yeah. them on our Netflix. So, it was, it was very annoying. But anyway... I found one that I really wanted to watch because I have read her book, one of her book, which is the Hannah Arendt one. Is that the... The journalist, the, the Jewish journalist. In the 1930s? This is... A, no, 1962. All oh, right. So No, I'm thinking of someone it's, else. Oh, Sophie Scholl, I'm thinking of. So it's about... Do you know her? No. You I don't? Prob- I probably do. If you go on, yeah. I mean, I might know. She the name sounds familiar. She is a German... A philosopher and political theorist. I think that's how they described her. And she fled Germany during the war because she was Jew. Mm -hmm. And she moved to America, I think it was. And she then, like, she became a journalist as well. So she then, she was covering um, Eichmann's trial in Israel. Okay. Adolf Eichmann. Yeah. Um, and it became a huge controversy because she's Jewish and she they thought she was on his side in a way and she wasn't because she came out with this theory called banality of evil, mm-hmm. which means a crime can be committed by anyone, by nobodies. Because yeah. she said this guy didn't doesn't look like someone who would and he did. So that was her whole theory was crimes can be committed by nobody so she wrote a whole thing called banality of evil and she wrote it for the times for the new york times and she got so much shit for it now this was a long theory about about this guy who had basically organized the holocaust Mm -hmm. and how it 
got to that point of him doing that because it, he was just basically doing his job. Yeah. In a way. And, that you know, he fled to... He was found in Argentina and which was all the places everyone had fled after the war and, and during Brazil. it. Yeah, and during <laughs> it. No, but my, my family fled to Argentina first. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, then plus, I have uncles that are the Argentinians. Nazis fled as well. After, yeah. So first of all, the Jews fled there, and then yeah. the Nazis fled. <laughs> they <there>. followed them, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bastards. <laughs> and now they're in Brazil. <laughs> um, run, run away! <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it was. It was just so. It was so infuriating. The ignorance of people not understanding what she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she's not going to be on his side because no, she fled they, they Germany. Thought that she was defending them because everyone just saw them as monsters, and she was yeah. saying, "No, they're human beings." Yeah, and you see, that's the first thing. As soon as you hear that about someone as horrible, but they're just human beings. You think you're defending? It sounds yeah. like you're being defensive yeah. of them. And Which it's not, is it's just pointing out that anyone is capable of this. Yeah, evil. exactly, and it comes with ideological background and all that stuff that she she explained because she wrote a huge piece on the times for it and even the times were like oh should we publish it or not mm-hmm. but i think probably you know they'd get loads of flack yeah so they they did publish it and your man was hang was hung hung hanged hanged, hanged in I think israel hung is right as well yeah. Anyway. I, think, I think yeah executed that same year but she got like it was so she got like her husband was dying of aneurysm i think and it was getting worse Aneurysm is fairly sudden. Yeah, well, you know, he was suffering with something. and then Heart he had, disease of some sort. Yeah, and then he had the aneurysm. So she was like, while she was doing, like, he basically kind of blamed her. Not blamed, but you can see that he was, like, resenting her for all that crap she was getting for what she... All distress. Yeah. So, and then he... So this is a bio... You haven't mentioned what the film is at any stage yet. Oh, this is what the film is about. It's about her... Hannah Arendt. Oh, right. It's not... Because it was just that period of her life was her coverage of the Eichmann trial. So it was during the trial and then obviously he was hanged. So that was what she was going through the whole time. And she had... um, Like her friends were turning on her. All the, and it was so annoying because people just don't they're so ignorant and you're like I was raging I was like no you don't get it clearly she's not going to be on their side because she's she's fled Germany because of it what she's mm. trying to point out is that this can happen anywhere to anyone at any time because it's it's the human mind and it's it's, it's you just don't know oh, anyway but the film was yeah. very good <laughs> <laughs> I really liked well, it I would agree like that is the whole, you're always going to be misunderstood when you do something like that yeah. and that'll happen today if she had come if someone came out and did exactly the same thing today about that about the Holocaust yeah. it would be lambasted as and as anti-Semitic even if they were Jewish saying it and so on because it yeah. sounds like you're defending something and you're not defending anything you're explaining it yeah but she did actually come out with books the book that I read I didn't read it all because I had to give it back to the library as I had it for longer than I should have um. how very unusual yeah. <laughs> not like me at all <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a thousand euro fine on this one. <laughs> no, no. I think it was twelve. <laughs> um but it's called um The Origins of Totalitarianism, which I started reading and it's very interesting. And she talks about anti Semitism and obviously totalitarianism and you can see that she's obviously against it all. She's talking about it. But yet you know, ah, oh, it's just it just pisses me off how people just interpret their own way and they don't try to see it as something more like 
she's analyzing the situation. She's not being on anyone's side. She's just mm-hmm. proving a point, and that's yeah. what annoys me the most about people. But that's it's going to happen with anything yeah. like that. It's just emotional involvement. There was a post on Facebook about not on Facebook on Instagram, but this page I follow, which is a joke page of Brazil. So they joke about the politicians and all that, and they came out with this. Um, this uh, this th- a guy killed I think um, his wife's lover with a guitar. Okay. And then the post the the caption was, "We should ban guitars and because they can bring evil to people and all this and they are extremely dangerous in the hands of the wrong people and blah blah blah." Basically comparing it to guns. getting rid of guns. Yeah. So it was just, you know, and I understood what he was getting at, but the people, like, you're comparing a guitar, the amount of deaths by, you know, no, what he means is human kills humans. Yeah. Not guns. But that was his point, uh, even though I am against guns, Gun. especially in the US, but I am yeah. against guns <laughs> anyway. But I understood what he was getting at. That was his point. And I, ha- I hated that people couldn't get it. Even though I, I don't agree with him. Yeah, but you see, it's, but it's the gun lobby that come up with that all the time. They say, well, if you want to buy guns, we should ban cars and all this sort mm. of thing. When you see, and they always have to say, guns don't kill people, people kill people. And I say, yeah, with guns. With guns, <laughs> yeah. This is the problem. So, I mean, it is a case of, yeah, if you're making a comparison of yeah. it, they can use anything they want, they can use any head for living, but it's not, not to use it as a defence for keeping guns. Yeah, but so. no, but well, what I meant, because what he wanted to say was, Anyone who has the intention to kill will kill. Doesn't oh, matter yeah. with what, they will kill. That was his point. Yeah. Because there's a huge discussion in Brazil about it. Now, I do think that the whole thing about guns that I think is there should be, I don't think they should be banned, but I think there should be laws to on selling them. Okay. And to who to sell them to, blah, blah, blah. Well, At least we'll, in Brazil. We'll agree to disagree in that because I think it should be banned outright in the whole world. No. Oh. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you've got a guitar. Is, you've got a banjo. This is where <laughs> me and Mick fall out. Now we'll never talk again. <laughs> She's going to beat me to death with her banjo. Yeah. <laughs> or just throw Frank on you. <laughs> That's your weapon. <laughs> your dachshund. <laughs> the deadly dachshund. <laughs> okay. Well. Oh yeah. Next challenge then. Yep. So I'm going to challenge you um, to see, given that the, his new film is coming out, and I'm really looking forward to it, Black Clansman. I want you to see a film directed by Spike Lee. Okay. So I challenge you to see a British rom-com. Random, I know. Why? But Where did that come from? Why do you hate me? Is this because I'm an anti-gun? No, because you're anti-the holiday and you're anti-love action. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, I said... A Notting Hill. <laughs> Or like British rock, you've defined all the British rock, and I've seen them all, and have been deliberately avoiding anything like them since. And now I have to go and find another one. Yes. <laughs> okay. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. <laughs> Remember it out there. Can I give? Can we change this? No. Okay. I look forward to this challenge so much. I'm look forward to breaking you a have really to. vicious one next well, time. Well, listen. You've given me... I can't I know, remember. Ben Affleck films. This is what it's revenge for. Yeah. You've been thinking about that ever since. You're like Trump. Wow. Uh, as, soon as, as soon as Obama started slacking him off, he's a writer. I'm running for the White House. Wow. So you're exactly... You talk about comparisons. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. Woohoo! <laughs>